Alright guys, and welcome back into another episode of HDP, our coverage of Hillary Duff's Prime Fantasy League. I'm your commissioner, Zach, also known as the Toronto Taint Stains. I'm joined by my fellow hosts, as always, Brady and Reed, also known as the London Silly Nannies and Toronto Taint Stains. Today we're joined by Ty, also known as the New York Diversity Hires here in HDP. Uh, before we jump into like week seven reactions, Ty, do you have like a fantasy story or something like a fantasy history you want to say real quick? Um, well, I just want to start off by saying um, thank you guys for allowing me to play in the league yeah, with y'all. Thank um, you for being here too, by the way. Yeah, like I said, yeah. appreciate you know inviting me to come on yeah. and talk with y'all. Um, and as far as backstory and stuff, you know, I mean, nothing real special. I've just been playing fantasy football for a long time. I love the sport of football. I love watching it. I loved playing it when I was younger. What did you play? Um, I played running back and uh, strong safety and a little bit of middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Um, and I, I just have a love for the sport. And now, you know, I love, I mean, I'm a huge New York Giants fan. Um, have been a Giants fan my whole life. Yeah, I could call my. You're like you're in my house right now. Understandable. Understandable, man. Um, the David Tyree jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he, he wasn't a guy. He, 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 you can't come in that. Can, I, can, I don't even got a David Tyree jersey. I don't uh, think you can buy them. Yeah, they're probably special. Honestly, they're custom. probably pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's probably not a lot of them. Once yeah. they're out there, probably worth some money. Oh yeah. But yeah, like I was saying, um, have you ever won a fantasy league? I have won a couple years. Nice. Um, I haven't won a league. It's probably been two, three years now since I won a league. Um, last time I was one was probably uh, twenty eighteen nineteen season. It was when I was in college with my college buddies, um, and I just happened to get some. I got a really loaded draft. I drafted a lot of rookies that year who balled out. I drafted Saquon in the first round. Um, I ended up getting Zeke in the second. I went back to back running backs. Um, I was like Zeke's last good year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, Zeke was the rushing beat Saquon for the rushing leader and touchdowns by a few, by a few like a hundred yards and Zeke one or two prime. touchdowns. Damn, yeah, my running backs, nice my running backs carried me that I'm year. I'm sure, yeah, that's nice. And then I haven't won a week since. Best, <laughs> I, best I've done is second. Uh, Hopefully, you can win this year, just not HDP. <laughs> and the hope is to win all Stain, of them. Stain man's <laughs> riding all the way up to first. <laughs> I need you down, bro. What's that? I need you to be as bad as possible. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was part. I knew that was coming when uh, Nothing I personal. Pick. Yeah, nothing personal. You had to root against me. At least it's just for this year. Yeah. No, it's not for the long term. Yeah. No rival. I just want yeah. you to implode. <laughs> so, actually, we. I guess quickly before we jump into the week seven recap, Ty, you have also been trying to get at McCaffrey as well. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and throw out what my current offer is. I and mean, he actually uh does have eighteen hours to accept it. Actually it's probably seventeen by now to accept. Um or I'm just gonna move on because it's taking forever. I don't think it's Yeah, I mean it is a lot. For a but, guy who's probably got two good years left, maybe. He's small. 
Yeah, has been, that's fine. Has injury per, that's fine. Has I don't, injury I don't need history. two years is fine. I don't need yeah. more than one more year, honestly. Man. Why are not winning this year? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you fall short, it's just like, damn, like I gave up that for like a guy who just couldn't quite get it done. I'm saying, you do you, man. Yeah, I, that's yeah. just me, what I would do personally. It's like, I, mean, I don't think I would give up that pick. It, including in a new trade for him. Not in this draft. I, I'm not that worried about the draft picks personally. Um, just because college players, I don't pay a lot of attention to college football in the first place, so I'm not going to be the one to scout out college players real well anyways. And that's how I am and oh, how I too, feel bro. as well. Yeah, I keep up with no, like the, some of the like top prospects, mm-hmm. you know, because I see them on like with mm-hmm. my NFL app. Even when I'm going and looking at you know fantasy stuff, you know, it's like oh, looking at next year. Yeah. These are the people you want to start looking at now to possibly draft and take a guy like Puka for example. He yeah. was a what sixth round pick or yeah, fifth nobody round was pick thinking about yeah. Nobody was thinking yeah. about him and he's a waiver wire. And, yeah, he's a waiver wire. The only he reason might be why a rookie, but you weren't you didn't work picking him up because your rookie always gonna be good, this and that. Maybe in a deep dynasty league. I like, I like yeah. to scout probably like the first two to three rounds just because I'm like I love mock drafts. I really do. But I like as far as like deep into like that far, like no I wouldn't. I couldn't identify. Like, Were you seeing Puka in, in a lot of those mock drafts? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I would look at seven-round mock drafts for, like, and he would pop up. And I also watch BYU because Jared Hall, he, that's his quarterback he was talking okay. to. So, yeah, I'd seen a little bit in college. I, I didn't think he was going to be anything special. Like, Certainly he, not, like, a top-ten wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, he could have carved yeah, out a good wide Especially with Cooper career. cut back, too. Yeah. The fact that he's still doing it is... Uh, Amazing. Yeah, and AB's welfare, uh, his team, that's going to be nice his, Yeah, Did you guys team. not see what Kyle Slaughter said about Puka today? I did. Mm-hmm. Who's Kyle Slaughter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was a uh, practice. I don't even, did he make the active roster on the Minnesota ever? I, I don't know. Everyone, like, always had high potential with him in preseason. Like, oh, he's the next big thing, and then he'd just be cut. It's just like, yeah, he has a... Uh, you talking shit? Kyle Slaughter? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's talking shit on uh, Puka. Saying like he's like an average receiver or something. Are you, are you can pull up the tweet here. That's not what you want to do when uh, <laughs> you're getting cut from practice squads. Yeah, I don't even think he's like even actively trying to play anymore as far as like. He said, hot take. This is going to piss a lot of people off, but Puka Nakua is an average receiver at this point in his career. Did my own film study, has average speed, below average quickness, route running is so so. Good hands and good understanding of the game and his plus are his plus qualities. If you want to take him out of the game, play man-to-man. Hearing the same from NFL corners I've spoken with. He may still have the stats because of volume and targets, but I think there's more improvement to be made before he moves into wide receiver one talk. Truly hope I proves me wrong. Great story to this point regardless. I mean, that's... From, honestly, from fair. his point of view, because he's talking about on the field, not like fantasy-wise. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think he said anything that bad. Like, Yeah, and I mean, even from on the field perspective, you know, I mean, I haven't done a film study or really watched a whole lot of Rams football this year, so I haven't seen him play. But that could be a, an accurate statement, especially when you compare him to a guy on his own team like Cooper Cup, who at, what, 30 or 31 years old, still has elite quickness and speed to go with elite route running and hands. 
All right, man. You find those gems in the fifth round. Stefan Diggs is the fifth round pick. Uh, you can name a lot of them. <coughs> Even undrafted. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Fifth round pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brady sixth round. But uh, back to the trade, though. My offer was McCaffrey and Goddard for Jimmy Garoppolo and Daniel Jones because he does want quarterbacks. And I know if it seems like he's trying to not necessarily be good this year. So I know he's going to have a, maybe a chance at Caleb Williams this year. Potentially yeah. he's not out of that running at, at, by any stretch. Is he the consensus number one pick in this draft, do you think? More than likely. More than likely. Unless something goes wrong. There have been a few rumors and a few people who have like coughed Harrison about, Jr. Uh, no, Drake May. Well, yeah, Drake May is getting um, awesome. He's going to be awesome, too. They talked about him possibly going number <coughs> one overall because mm -hmm. he's like the better overall. He doesn't have as much like upside and athleticism necessarily. He plays better in structure. He's the, yeah, he's the yeah. better overall quarterback prospect at this point in time. He's got some athleticism to him, too. I heard someone compare him to like a little bit more of an athletic Big Ben, which I was like, okay, I totally see that. It's like six four, big arm, accurate, can throw on the run. So yeah, totally see it. Yeah, but uh, so I offered him those two quarterbacks, Johnny Smith, who is actually like tight end eight in our league this year, and Dallas Goddard's only tight end six, so he's yeah. not really even losing much there, if anything. Um, just kind of a matchup. And then Andre Madison, who. Probably gonna get you probably ten to twelve fantasy points for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Alex Madison. What did I say? Andre. Did I say it again? <laughs> yeah. I think it was a different name last week. No, I said Andre. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Andre. I don't know. Maybe it was. But then I offered him a first pick, first round pick in 2025 and 2026, and also slick big second round this year. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a haul for him, and I feel like that makes me. I feel like that where that would put my roster, I feel like that would put my roster um, with as good as any of them in the league for this year anyways. Um, like Reed had said, you know, McCaffrey might only have a year or two, or maybe that was you that said that. Um, and that might be, but you know what? If I win one year and I win one jackpot, that pays for my fantasy football for the next seven years. And I, I'm confident that within that seven years, even if I kind of just sell to win this year, I can rebuild a team within that time. And get back on track to pay for the next seven years within that time. But um, that was my offer to him. What was what is your offer? Um, so I kind of feel the same way about like you. My team is right now a very young. We're in a similar team. situation. Yeah, similar situation. You know, and my biggest thing for me right now is my team has been underperforming like very bad it hasn't been good you know i got Bijan who put up 0.3 because the falcons decided to not say he was sick um you know david montgomery who when he's healthy but he's is, still going on the field and stuff too yeah which was weird it was weird some there was something going on i think so too um but david montgomery who when active has been amazing for my fantasy team one of the best but running backs in fantasy mm -hmm. so far you know, I'll have him you know, like week one, week two. Then I didn't have him week three. He came back week four and week five, and then I haven't had him since then with a rib injury. So that makes it hard to have consistent running back play. Um, and as a result, I feel as a player like Christian McCaffrey, who is putting up quarter almost quarterback like numbers in our league as a running back is that you know piece that can set me over the edge to win and when i offered uh, him a trade i tried to go you know kind of like a mid-tier running back and then a 
higher quality quarterback along with my first round pick this year. And I offered him uh, Gus Edwards at running back and Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. I mean, yeah, that's not a bad offer either. He could probably, with that, because then he's, he would have two first-round picks this year, plus he'd get his quarterback. Yeah. And have a, have a young quarterback. But then he's going to have to hope to find another running back. And if I'm not mistaken, he needs wide receiver help. Fairly decent. Yeah. Yeah, Devontae Smith is his wide receiver one, and I don't think that's where you want to be. Yeah. Who's his wide receiver one? Uh, Devontae Smith. Oh, he's a good wide receiver too. Yeah, he's an awesome wide receiver too. But wide receiver one, no. Yeah. Drake London, solid wide receiver too. He's got some wide receiver too. I like too, Drake London. Yeah. yeah. He he's got some other things to address too. And if he trades Dallas Goddard, he's gonna have to look at tight end as well. Um, I don't know why you want to trade Goddard. Honestly. I mean, he's got Cole yeah. Komet, and Komet usually plays fairly well for Chicago because he's yeah, a safety. He might like Komet. That's true. But I think Komet's one of those guys who's very matched up, matchup based. Not somebody who you can rely on week in, week out yeah. for consistent numbers. I guess he's got Higby too. That's not a bad second option at tight end. I don't know. Um, I just hope he makes a fucking decision soon. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> I I agree. And the trade deadline is another few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It sure is. But. I get you guys. There's uh, just been like no communication. Everything I've heard is from like through Reed. Yeah. Yeah, I get the impatience for sure. Yeah, the anticipation is building. Yeah. 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 But that is what it is. Um, I guess, anyways, now that we got the Christian McCaffrey trade talk out the way, we can go ahead and jump into the week seven recap. Um, Brady, why don't you go ahead and start? What led you to that successful L? That successful L. Uh, honestly, you know, Jacoby showed up like he always does. Stevenson actually played pretty well, considering him not well as stats, but he got me 16 fancy points, so. Lamar Jackson balled out, my tight end balled out. Brandon Powell seems like a good pickup, but really, uh, playing Ingram, I totally missed, I I thought he was playing, but they didn't get a freaking offensive snap. Gibson, that wasn't a tough week, because I had a bye. I had to play Christian Watson in my super flex, and that really didn't uh, pan out. Should have played Kelly. Um, also, DK was hurt. Yeah, just underperformers in certain spots really uh, led me to a successful loss. Considering what I'm... Uh, one week closer to the number one pick? One week closer? One week closer to the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be, be close. Have you thought about if you get that number one pick, maybe trading it for and getting a bunch of value? Like if you like your roster where it's at, then maybe you could trade a couple, like the pick for a couple pieces that you think complete your team. Probably have to be a haul, honestly. With yeah. This number one pick, yeah. yeah. You think you think Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. be worth that much? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Those are two canvas prospects, and those are honestly the two in contention for the number one pick, in my opinion. Marvin Harrison Jr., you just don't really pass on a six foot four receiver who runs a four three forty. Yeah. And that also up, has a bloodline from yeah, and an all time great receiver. Yeah, and has like, the numbers. Probably top ten all time receiver. Yeah, arguably. Uh, arguably have one of the best seasons. I think he uh, had the most catches 
Yeah, and it was like 138. Yeah, until Michael Thomas broke it a few years ago. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, how are you feeling about your lost tie last week? Uh, I mean, like I said, it was a lot of underperformance. I mean, you know, Gino was projected 38 and only scored 26. I mean, we already kind of uh, touched upon it a little bit. You know, point three from Bijan. Calvin Ridley, 1.5. Gabe um, Davis, 1.6. Who's bouncing back this week? He's, he's get, you're getting more out of him already. Gabe? Gabe, yeah. And, I mean, I'm not – I'm disappointed in Gabe because he had one reception on five targets. That's Gabe Davis, though. But that's Gabe Davis. He's, Especially with the season he's already had. You had to know that uh, another dub was coming. It was coming, yeah. And that's – I mean, I had him in my fantasy last year, and he's one of those guys who I believe is another matchup-based player. Yeah, he's going to have his weeks where he has 20-something points because Josh mm-hmm. Allen's just targeting him. And he gets, like, a couple red zone targets. Yeah, because everybody's blanketing Stephon Diggs. But then you get the next week where the t- defense is playing a little bit more zone coverage. And he gets, like, two targets. Man. Yeah, then gets two targets or yeah. he drops everything. Yeah, he's, he's a really nice flex option. I like, I like him. Yeah. Um... Not a lot else to say about my Reeves matchup. Uh, he did cheat for sure. <laughs> yeah, blew my by eighty. Cheated so hard. Oh, uh, because you cheated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, cheated no, by superior. Honestly, teams. I didn't really expect to win. I had a crazy like bye week plus with injuries too. Just um. Yeah. Uh, it was bad. It was a, just a patchwork, uh, very patchwork lineup. And um, my kicker got me, what was it, one point? Yeah. And there was at a point where he was like negative one and a half. So, fuck it, I'll take the one, yeah. whatever, I guess. But, um, yeah, I played Latavius Murray and Darius Slayton. And <laughs> uh, my flexes and super flex. So that about sums it up. But... Uh, did have some positives to take away. Jordan Addison doing what I hope he would do with Stefan Diggs out. Kendrick Bourne, another solid week. Uh, he's definitely looking like the number one guy in there in New England about fucking time. Um, other than that, yeah. Tyler, Tyson Bajan, <laughs> I had him too. Uh, he had a decent day. Uh, yeah. Kind of hope he goes the fuck off next week and steals that job from Justin Fields. That'd be sick. I want nothing more. <laughs> Hopefully they win in the process. That's what I really want. Why? Because if Tyson Bajan is good, then they just found their QB of the future, and they now they get no, stuff good, for good, Justin sorry, Fields. No, good, good enough to be mid. Good enough to fool him long enough to where they'll Okay, all right. All right, yeah, because if, he, if he's out. legit, that could set the Bears up for something I, nice. I mean, you, could get a, you could get a nice little... Maybe not a haul for fields, but yeah, you probably get yeah. like a day two pick, maybe. Um, a little off topic here, but I I'm starting to agree with no one before the season. I think kickers are freaking worthless, in my opinion. Just in our league, and I, I would why? They're just I don't really think they're a needle mover anywhere. They're just kind of there to put up. You know, I, I really just think they're just irrelevant, in my opinion. They don't score a lot. They're just, like, like one fucking point. Like, I mean, you might as well just not have I don't know about point. that. Like, they yeah, don't score Yeah, I mean, you can have a kicker, like, go out for 17, like the Chiefs kicked it a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. And I'm also seeing a lot of people on Twitter who are in, like, a lot of leagues saying they did away with kickers. Just 
I don't know. That's just I, I kind of agree with no one now after after this year. It's just my little hot take. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's not that many points. I mean, there's at least like normally about ten a week mm-hmm. over ten points. As I said, Jake Moody has consistently scored me yeah. eight to fourteen points every week. Yeah, Brett Maher, he's been actually up until my game where he had Fuck one this point. Guy. <laughs> 13 and a half, 13 and a half, 11 and a half, 15, 2, 15 and a half, then 1. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, um, my argument against that is, you know, my kicker has been more productive for me consistently yeah. than Calvin Ridley has That's been. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Got to make up the play somewhere. That's sad. That might be the best argument we've been. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's more on Calvin Ridley, though. My God. Oh, it's painful. Oh, yeah, that's painful. Um, but, yeah, anyways, long story short, Titletown cheated. Uh, Stain Wave will bounce back and ride on. Um, conquistadors continue to trending up after another win against Bryce. Uh, Dong on TDs defeated Snowbone to even both their records at 5-2. and two. The top of the league's getting... Just the, there's, the league's open, but you're kind of also starting to see the tiers starting to form a little bit. Yeah. Which is why I'm trying to make that trade to get out of the tier I'm in. But, um... Come down under my tier. <laughs> I would like that. No. No. Hard pass. <laughs> Come on. Hard pass. Um... But yeah, so right now, so far in the league, uh, we got Reed, Titletown, Bearcats, solely in number one at six and one. Then at second place, we got three teams tied uh, that take up the top four spots, and that's Dong on TDs, Carson, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, Nolan, and then OG Snowbone. Uh, and then right outside, uh, you got AB's Welfare and Conquistadors, who I think both can honestly can compete, uh, but we'll probably. I think uh, Snowbone probably more towards that mid-tier than probably either one of those teams. I think as the year goes on, he'll probably trend more back towards the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And those two will keep trending up. Um, Conquistador's on a three-game win streak. Yeah. Uh, moving up to uh, four and three. So, uh, yeah. Him and they right there. And then Ty, Diversity Hires, Tree J, and myself are all three and four, taking up seventh, eighth, and ninth place. 10th place, uh, Bryce, and then running out the bottom of the league is Tricky Dicky and London Silly Nannies hanging on to that number one pick by a thread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. What do we have next? That league standings. Go too far. Did that. Okay, the notable starters from week seven were. Patrick Mahomes going off 62 points. Uh, kind of outdid Lamar, who went off for 55. Crazy uh, Deontay Foreman, 36 points. A nice pick up there. My guy, Jordan Addison, was the receiver, receiving leader at 35.8. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 40, almost 41 points. A tight end, that must be nice. Uh, Blake Groupie, fuck you, Reed, at 10.5 points. Yep. Miles Garrett, 30, uh, 35 and a half at defensive line. Very nice on the defensive line right there. Both Miles Garrett and Patrick Mahomes. Nice. Nice. Um, Cam Bynum, 28 and a half for defensive back. Alua Khan, of course, 41 and a half points. The linebacking leader. And the Browns defense, 38 points for Reed as well. Get fucked. <laughs> um, weekly awards. 
Mm, probably skip past those for today. I Unless would like to know them. number one defensive back in the league in fantasy this year. Vitamus? Yeah, it's dropped. Right now. For the for this he's like thirty points ahead of second second guy. For now. I don't know if you know that. He'll fall off. You hope. He'll fall off. Too bad he's elite in this defense right now. He'll fall off. You you hope. Vikings right. defense sucks. Uh so uh with that do you guys, uh, we're going to skip the week activity for this week because there was a lot of it. Um, yeah. We're not going to take the time to go through it. So, do you guys want to go ahead and go on the power rankings? Can do that. For move going into week eight? Yeah, going into week eight. After this week. Going yeah. Into week eight, yeah. Want to um, go first? You, you? Sure, yeah. Mine hasn't just really uh, a little bit of movement up top. Um, number one stays the same as it has been probably every week, I think. Is me, Tyler Tom Bearcats. <laughs> Number two, Dong on TDs. Awesome team. Uh, Nolan moving up to to number three. Um, Davies Welfare moving up to four. And Snowbone was the biggest fall from Grace this week. He moved down three to five. Um, Conquistadors moved up one to six. And New York Diversity Hires, New York Diversity Hires down one to seven. Uh, and then 8 through 12 is all the same. Uh, Taint Stains, Tree J, Bryce, Tricky Dicky, Silly Nannies. Okay. Uh, do you have a power rankings? Um, no. No, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to have one. I mean, I kind of just go off of the league power rankings. I mean, I personally, yeah. I would swap a couple of things around. Um, I would put ABs above OG. Right now, I mean, even though record-wise, but I think AP's Welfare's team is trending up, especially with um, Acne or a chain, however you say it, a chain, yeah, uh, him coming back from injury here before too long, I think that'll really help his team out quite a bit, and he'll move up there. Um, other than that, I would say I have most of it pretty much the same. I mean, I have you above Tree J. But the bottom of the league. I should be number one, honestly. But... <laughs> <laughs> nope. No way. All right. Um, Brady, you want to go ahead? Sure. Um, nothing changed at the top spot. Uh, it's Carson. Um, yeah, just like drop the bottom. He has the best roster. Two, close, Nolan. Um, those two teams I expect to probably be in the finale, honestly. Three. Um, I got AB actually. He uh, is trending up, and uh, yeah, he's got more points scored than Title Town, who comes in at four, and OG at five. And the Conquisitors, Conquistadors, six. Uh, diversity Hire, seven. Got the Tank Stains, eight. Tree J, nine. Coop 10, Tricky 11, and myself 12. Okay. Yeah, uh, mine haven't changed too much coming on from this week. <laughs> Am I going to be last? Is this going to be a shocker or something? Uh, I don't think it'll be too much of a shocker here. Oh, uh, so number one, number one, we got Reed Sucks. Uh, roster just isn't that great, kind of carried by a linebacker. <laughs> number two, we got uh, Reed Sucks. They've been looking pretty good, just a good team. <laughs> 
Number three, uh, moving up two spots is Reed sucks. <laughs> they wouldn't have they wouldn't have the squad at all if it weren't for their QB two, um, just really carrying them as well this year. Uh, number four, Reed sucks patchwork team that has only gotten their record due to favorable matchups. <laughs> uh, number five, Reed also sucks. They're pretty solid, but I'm not so sure they can contend. Number six, uh, Reed sucks big time. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, number seven, sneakily moving up three spots is Reed sucks. Uh, they've been building something there. I like what they got going on. Number eight is Reed still sucks. They don't have a real RB1, just a very mid-RB room all around. There's no good running backs there. Uh, not something you want to see if you're building like a title contending team. Uh, number nine, Reed sucks big brown donkey dick. They just uh, they lack uh, a receiver due to poor drafting. Just not that great of a draft uh, when it comes to receivers. Uh, very very Bill Belichickian, good on defense, uh, bad receiver. Um, Reed sucks huge wing coming in at number ten. Uh, they just have not looked good and are really underperforming. Number 11 is uh, Reed sucks and can get fucked. Just a bad <laughs> roster. Um, just a bad roster. Number 12 to rounding out the bottom again is Reed sucks, but of course we are tanking. So, uh, that's my power rankings. Like I said, not a lot of change there. Not a lot of a lot of difference. Yes, Reed. Question? I have a question. When yeah. you say favorable matchups, do you mean the, the fantasy players have favorable matchups or who I'm playing against? Who you're playing against. Okay, I, I beat Carson. So that's one thing. I beat Carson. I beat Carson. In, in a favorable week. <laughs> in a favorable week. In a favorable week. Yeah, I would say, honestly, my team is overperformed this year. It's super young, especially my wide receiving core. I traded for Chris Godwin, and that's, that's a nice pickup. But. Yeah, just very mid-receiving room. <laughs> Poorly drafted. So, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's two, of, two of my receivers are above Lamb, and Chris Godwin also had a bye. Was only eight behind Lamb going into this week. And Lamb just had his bye too. Yeah. So, so that doesn't make really any difference at all. <laughs> so. Uh, I also I also had three receivers ahead of or two receivers ahead of Lamb. So, but just. Very mid receiver room. Weird. How are you? Are you like three and four? Your receiver room is so good. How are you three and four, bro? Uh, I've just been getting tough matchups week to week. Not favorable. Okay, gotcha. I literally, I literally played a dude who scored like two hundred and ninety eight points. Have you had to do that yet? Did you play Carson that week? <laughs> I played AB's um, welfare the week that he set the league record. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Played three hundred and three. <laughs> I have been fortunate in that regard. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was the one one of that's one of the three weeks that my team has hit its projections. You played a dick for ball big, schedule, bro. Big, big <laughs> by forty. Uh, he scored two fifty two, and then Ty and I were both two forty six. So other than that, yeah, like I've had, I've gotten pretty. Uh, I did score two seventy two and two sixty seven. <laughs> You're number two in points allowed, meaning teams have only scored the second least amount of points against the only the only person that's had less points scored against them is Snowbone, who we've are all already kind of agreed is not as good as his record says he is. I don't know, Reed. I think I think you're probably a mid tier team. Bad receiver, you think room, I'm bad lucky. running backs. Carried by Zaire, carried by Kirk. Carried by my defense, really. Yeah, your defensive players are nice. Yeah. I I can't I can't I got, argue there. I got the, you nailed that on your yeah, draft. Yeah. Like I said, very Bill Belichick game. Yeah, I was going to say my defense is holding up. That's why. At least the second one we still have. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I um, like that spin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam Porter was a good draft pick. Yeah. My, my yeah, team, so I, honestly, 6-1 and one is 
If I lose this week, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it real. And I almost picked against myself. I may have. No, no I picked uh, myself. Well, we can just go ahead and go into that then this week and jump into your matchup, if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Tree J, and I am scared because Mahomes coming off 62 points. I know it's a divisional game, but I'm just. I feel like his fantasy players have better matchups compared to mine this week. Although Chris Godwin's doing pretty good for me yeah. tonight, 17 and a half. Yeah. Um, I do have the second and third for fantasy points tight ends, and number three on the bench at 15 and a half. And I don't know. I never know if I want to play him or not. Just I, I can never make up my mind. Zaire's just been killing it this year, so I, I don't have a reason not to really. I don't feel like anyone's matchup is better than the other. But I, I picked myself. I don't know what you, what you guys picked. And I will add that I've read that Lockett is not playing this week, so I'm plugging in Smith and Jigba. I was reading that earlier today. That hurts. So hopefully he can get another 20-plus. And uh, just carry my team, please. I need some wide receiver help, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, this week I had Tree J winning because Reed sucks. God damn. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh... I, this was actually kind of a tough one to pick. I kind of wanted to see what happened like during this game right now to see what Godwin and Cook did. Uh, if Cook kind of, I guess if he doubles that and gets to gets you to about 13 points, that's not too bad. But Godwin's looking, going to have a good game. He's already off to a nice start. He's probably going to have close to 30 points. I would like so to, you're playing him in the receiver battle this week. And I would like to add for our back and forth about CeeDee Lamb and Godwin and our receivers that 17 points right now puts him about five points ahead of Lamb. So anything above here just keeps putting him above and then hopefully okay. Lamb can have a good game, but he won't. He's mid. <laughs> Traded for mid. It's all right. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, but... I do like uh, I do like his running back room at least for this week. I don't like Mostert all year or that much for a dynasty league. Oh, only seven points last week. What was his snap share? Fifty three. Uh, down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Mostert. Maybe not. Yeah, honestly, probably title town this week. Uh, flexes are pretty even, honestly. You you're probably gonna win a super flex. Kirk versus uh. Jordan Love there. Of course, you're going to win the IDP matchup. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He does have Miles. He actually does have a pretty solid IDP matchup. Miles Garrett can obviously go off. Uh, Poyers haven't is off to a good start. Eleven points in the first half out of your defensive out of the defensive bag. Uh, I guess Pete Warner actually has not been as consistent as I thought he has. He could use a lot more upside there at linebacker. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go title town. Right. Yeah, I'm going to lean towards Tyler Town as well. Yeah, I don't think Mahomes is going to have a crazy game. I think even though he is playing Denver, it's a divisional game, and they'll probably come out a little flat. So, And Mostert, I don't think it's going to have a good game against New England. So, And Eckler has been pretty disappointing, so... I think he'll bounce back eventually. Yeah, Although, I don't know. He's going to kill him more offense and he... Yeah, dude. They bounce a lot. They're going to wrap this heavy. Um, yeah. Flex option. There are receivers. Zay Flowers and Cooper. I like Cooper a little bit more there. But uh, he definitely got the edge on tight end. 
and Kirk should have a a good game if they uh, have their shit together. So it'll be close. Tide, you got a pick? Um, I say I'm leaning a little bit towards Titletown as well. I think it's going to be a real close matchup, though. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a bad game against Washington. He had a good game against Washington the first time they played, and usually divisional games like that, especially in the NFC East, very rarely do you have one team play really good twice. And you can go back, and I mean, it's even it's evident throughout the NF who's won the NFC East. There hasn't been a repeat winner since like 2003 or 2004. Um, so I think this game, I think Washington's going to kind of, Washington's front seven, I think are going to kind of have their way with the Eagles this time. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to have a good game, but he isn't going to replicate that 62-pointer. Definitely. But yeah, I think Mahomes is going to outscore Hurts by a good chunk there. Um, I think Jacobs has got Mostert beat. He's coming in with oh, limited on an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Today was his first practice of the week. Even if he does play, I don't like that matchup against New England's defense. Um, especially with him questionable. I think he's going to end up not getting as many touches as their backups are. Eckler is one of those guys, like you said, I mean, he hasn't really done a whole lot, but that's a lot has to do with the Kellen Moore offense. Real pass heavy, and they don't really use their running backs too much until red zone. But when you got a guy like Keenan Allen who gets you touchdowns before you even make it 20 yards within the red zone, makes it hard for Eckler to become real viable. Their offense is just not been as good as maybe some people would have hoped this year. Mm-hmm. Tank Dell, I don't think he's I don't think he's outscoring Godwin. Um, I think I think McLaurin will have a really good game, and that'll kind of even out the wide receiver battle there a bit. Um, Njoku, I don't think is outscoring Laporta. Not a chance. Yeah, I just I, I cannot see it. I mean, unless he gets a bunch of red zone targets, I just I can't foresee that happening. I think Watson's out again too. So, um, and one that kind of I think is that intrigues me a little bit for Tree J's team is uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think Michael Thomas could potentially have a really big game. He's been kind of consistently scoring 12 to 15 points on six to eight targets. Yeah, somewhere in that five to seven reception range. And I don't think he's scored very many touchdowns this season. I think this game, Indianapolis has this season, I mean, they a lot of their games have been shootouts. I think Michael Thomas is going to have a big game and it'll help even out things as well. But, I mean, all around, you know, I don't think Jordan Love is – outscoring Kirk Cousins. Um, I think Jackson Smith will have a big game if DK or Tyler Lockett doesn't play. And I mean, Zay Flowers has been balling. So I, I think, even though projections say otherwise, I think Tree J has a real obstacle to beat Titletown this week. 
It'll be close, but I gotta give it to Title Town. Agreed. Agreed. Good stuff. Going on to Tricky Dicky versus the Diversity Hires. I'm gonna take Tricky Dicky. I think he might win this week. I think he's better uh, this week at running back through tight end. And I wouldn't be surprised if T. Higgins uh, comes back a little bit coming by off uh, the flex, or comes back a little bit coming off the bye, coming off the flex, comes back a little <laughs> bit off the bye to kind of carry the flex spot there. Um, but I think the uh, diversity hires IDP spot. Well, I don't know if you've seen Gabe Davis is scoring right now. So. Oh, yeah, that is, that j- I did have that. And also yeah. Mike Evans. Oops. Yeah, that is true. Put that into account for sure. Yeah, true. Yeah, with what's going on, yeah, in the game now, I guess that was before this game had started. Um, yeah, with that going on, I am probably actually. Yeah, I'm going diversity hires for sure. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence gave a good game against Pittsburgh. Bajan should bounce back against Tennessee, who's obviously giving up on the season. Baltimore's offense looks explosive. Gus Edwards probably gets a Teddy. Bijan hasn't even been that electric, though. I mean, What's as that? far as fantasy goes, Bijan hasn't even been that great. Fantasy's only hit over 20 points three times so far. I mean, yeah, he's gotten double digit quite a bit. <coughs> I mean, he's yeah. got 21, 27, 22. He should bounce back or at least 15 points against Tennessee. I, I don't think Mike or Mike Evans is going to finish with that little bit. I would like Tricky to win to back off that one pick. For a little bit, but, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I made all of my picks pre-recording, and I picked New York Diversity Hires to win it. I just feel like his team is going to get it done this week. I don't think Tricky Dicky gets his second win. It's not happening, and looks like it's going to trend towards a tie win, which I'm all for it. Yeah. What do you think your matchup type? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think I'm gonna win. I hope I win. Um, I like I said, I really need to break this three-game losing streak. Uh, I think what it, the big matchups to look at are gonna be Pacheco against Denver. Um, if Calvin Ridley actually does something this week or not, and I think. The two players who are going to end up saving me, especially if Tyler, Tyler Lockett isn't good to go, is going to be Nico Collins and Darren Waller. I feel that Nico's going to have a big week coming off the bye against Carolina. J.C. Horn's been in and out, and they've brought up a lot to number one wide receivers. Stroud and Collins have had a good connection all season. I think that's going to continue to flourish there. Um... And I think Darren Waller is going to have another big week as well coming off that week he just had. And I think those two are going to be the guys to carry me to a victory here. Yeah. I agree fully. I don't like Tricky's matchups at all. I don't think Joshua Dodd's going to have a very good game against Baltimore's defense. Yeah, it's going to be rough. You're going to light him up. What do you mean? Shit. I mean, Baltimore worries me a bit because I mean I got Geno against Cleveland and Cleveland's had a real tough defense this yeah. year but I also have Sam Howell against Philly who he had a real bad game against Philly earlier this season 
and he had is coming off a real bad game against New York, and we haven't been a good team, so I don't that that worries me a bit. But yeah, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to have a great game against Kansas City necessarily either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could pull one out of his ass for a week, but probably not, like you said. And if, yeah, it's tough for Dobbs going against Baltimore's T, who I think might be the biggest threat to the Chiefs right now. There's definitely a chance, yeah. They look good. Really good when they're clicking yeah. on all cylinders. Yeah. Man, Lamar is insane. Yeah. He, he might win MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, going on forward to a battle between two nameless teams, Nolan and Bryce. Uh... uh pretty clearly going Nolan here. Uh, I don't think it's much of a question. Yeah, not much to discuss on that one. It's going to be a clinic. Yeah. Yeah. I would honestly expect Price to be drafting in the top three this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. I think he's got a good chance to be top two. Absolutely. Yeah, that auto draft really messed up his team. Yeah, yeah also Jesse drafting three tight ends for him really uh, didn't help. Because it's yeah. Per- yeah. And he didn't draft all that great at quarterback either. Has no depth at receiver. Yeah, he took Deshaun Watson as his QB1, which I left at when I was watching the draft. That's rough. And yeah, his QB2 is Matt Stafford. He didn't didn't draft a third QB, which personally I don't think was a very smart decision because just how how much of a difference a solid QB could be for your team. Yeah. Absolutely. Alright, now for that we got what might be the matchup of the week. Uh, Conquistadors at AV's Welfare. A um, couple of 4-3 and three teams both trying to move up into that uh, next tier this week. Um, it's like Josh Allen's going Yeah, like Josh right Allen going off there at a 50-50 uh, projection lock right now. Kincaid. Josh Allen at 40 fantasy points almost with uh, about half the third quarter to play still. Yeah. So that will be nice. Um, gosh, wow. Are you this is going to be a really close matchup. It is, 100%. But where he loses me is Jameer Gibbs and Damian Pierce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I was about to say, I mean, Daryl Henderson. He's not even. Oh, real quick. He went back to the practice squad. I already read his. uh, I did too. I did too. I think he'll get elevated, so I don't think him being in the lineup. Henderson did? Yeah. I I think he'll get elevated. Yeah, from elevated from the practice squad for the game, and I think he'll have be used similarly to what he was last week, so I don't think... They're probably going to do kind of like what Baltimore did with Melvin Gordon there and elevate him like the day before the game yeah. because you can do that, I think, three times yeah. before you've got to offer them like a like a 53-man uh, contract. Yeah. You can't keep them on your practice squad anymore. Um, so, and Kyron Williams is only going to be on the IR for... Two more weeks? Uh, he's he's got the full time. He's still got three more weeks, but... um. One of those weeks is their bye game. Oh, yeah. Or is so. their bye week, not their bye game. Um, so, yeah. I That's good news to me that he'll, he should, a good sign that he'll hopefully be coming back and taking back over. But, yeah, back to the matchup. Uh, Victor's lineup, aside from Henderson right now, just from running back through, he needs to find another running back now that uh, 
Zach Moss is getting kind of worked mm-hmm. out. Um, other than that, his his front starting core is really solid. Uh, the flex battle should be a uh, AB right there with Waddle and Nakua yeah. over Kittle and Osborne. So if if yeah. AB does win, I think it'll be carried probably by those two guys. Um, IDP, I think they're fairly evenly matched. Defensively, they're projected to hit the same. So. I think Kelsey will help. Yeah. Uh, slick Vic out Always. quite a bit. Always does. Although Kincaid putting up a nice yeah fight yeah, over there on tight end, I respect yeah. 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 And that that's a spot where Vic gets a lot of his wins or a lot of his points to go into his wins right there is the yeah. tight end spot. So I'm leaning towards AB, just based off. Yeah. That like if you can kind of keep up with the tight end scoring, that's a major win there. Yeah. And I don't think Brock Purdy's playing, so... Yeah, I think that's a big thing there. Yeah. If he um, doesn't... He did pick up P.J. Walker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not Brock Purdy, but I, I he think he's have a good, or, be not a good quarterback, but... Better off putting Brandon Cooks in there. Honestly, than picking up P.J. Walker. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Cause that Seattle defense actually has not been too mm-hmm. bad. I think you're gonna pick him off probably two or three times. Yeah. 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 I don't think that'd be a good, good name for PJ. Yeah. Might be the better option there. Yeah. I might have been a little too hasty with him, but we will see. Um. Yeah. I guess on to Dong on TDs uh, versus real, Silly Nannies. Real quick, I've got Conquistadors. Oh my bad. My bad. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, you guys both picked AB, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm going against the grain here, Conquistadors. I believe in his team this week. I think they get it done. Fair. Mm. I just got this gut feeling that AB's two running backs are going to fall so far short. It's mm. going to really cripple his team. Jared Allen's already and He's up over 40 now. He's Christian Kirk's going to disappear this week. <laughs> it's He's ready for one of those games. It's Christian Kirk. Yeah. It's long overdue. And he's going against a, a pretty solid... I think Tua could have a big game, potentially have a good game. He could have a big game with that receiving room. Yeah. I mean, you better hope that he's targeting Tyreek more than he is Waddle. Yeah. Um, but on to Dong on TDs versus the Silly Nannies. I'm taking Dong on TDs here. Um, just a really solid roster. Um, some of the matchups maybe favor the Silly Nannies a little bit better. But I just I just like Carson's team a lot. Yeah, I think he's got the best team. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, yeah um, very well rounded, top to bottom. Yeah. Like yeah, like I like a few of my players, but you know yeah, that's not gonna Jackson carry me. Nice. You know, like Lamar Jackson, Jacoby, T.K. Hawkinson, all solid. Prescott's a solid QB two. I like my defenses and my individual defensive players outside of D-lines. Pretty sketch for me, but... Alou Khan's in a class of his own, pretty much, so as at linebacker. Yeah, him and Zaire. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Who's who's number one so far in the year? Alou Khan finally passed Zaire because that 42-point performance only put him five points above him. Oh, okay. Well, a Karaki, who I have... He's, he's up there. He's, he's number four. Oh, number he's four. Been playing better each week. God, he's a monster. Yeah. Who's who's your linebacker? Roquan Smith. What's he? Do you know what his rank is right now? Uh, I think he's uh, seventh. 
six or seven so, without looking. Yeah. I got him and Logan Wilson, and Wilson's like 20th, but he's coming off his bye week. But he's kind of that. Roquan's been more up and down, whereas Lo- Wilson's kind of been a consistent 14 to 16 week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Roquan is seven, and then Okiriki six. Nolan's got the fifth best at five, Fred Warner, and Zach's got Quincy Williams, who, when I was picking up linebackers at a couple weeks in, he was one I considered, and I guess it really didn't matter which one. They're yeah, pretty much neck and neck, right. yeah. So. Yeah. All right, so are we all on Dong on TDs then? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, moving up, I guess, lastly to my matchup, uh, Taint Stains versus OG Snowbone. Um, I'll let you guys go first on this one. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Well, I'm going to go with the Taint Stains, your team, personally. I think I think Joe Burrow is going to have a huge game against San Francisco. He's been trending upwards the last few weeks. He's coming off the bye. I think he's finally starting to get fully healthy from that calf. Him and Jamar are clicking. Like you said, I think T T Higgins is going to have a fairly decent game. I think, game. I think this is where he kind of starts clicking again. And I think that Cincinnati offense is just going to be running on all four gears. San Francisco coming off of back-to-back losses. Brock Purdy not being in. I just think they're not going to be able to hand Cincy's, handle Cincy's offense. And I think that's a huge difference there. Um, I don't think Kareem Hunt's really going to do anything. Questionable right now. Limited Thursday. So, yeah. I think the big thing at running, the big one at running back is Brees Hall. The Giants have not been good against the run all year. And I think Brees Hall has the potential to have a monster game in terms of fantasy value. And I think that between him, Burrow, um, and a few players on his team underperforming, I think Kyle Pitts is going to underperform along with Devontae Adams. Uh, and personally, I've been I've been hard on this stance all year, and I don't intend on changing. I think anybody playing Chiefs wide receivers, unless you absolutely have to, is not a smart decision. And I don't think Rasheed Rice is, has not looked too bad, though. He's trending he, up. He's been better than I, I thought. I looked at his game watch today, and it was better than I thought it was. Is he doing better? His last three weeks have been solid. He's, he's only been less than double-digit oh, okay. points twice this year. Which, yeah, I mean, if you have other options to go, I'd probably... Yeah, he. Well, I would say this year he's probably a, a pretty solid flex option. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess looking at it, I guess I really hadn't actually looked at his points, just more so watching the games and not really seeing him do a whole lot outside of the touchdown here and there. But, I mean, like week seven, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown, which, like, yeah, that's, I guess that is good flex numbers. Going through and looking at, oh, uh, it's week three at a 16-point game, 59 receiving yards. Four first downs, five receptions. I he had a solo tackle. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't think the Chiefs receivers are all that great in terms of fantasy. I think Kendrick Bourne, um, Brees Hall, Joe Burrow are going to go off, whereas um, Hunt, Williams, 
Kyle Pitts and Devontae Adams aren't really going to do a whole lot. And not necessarily anything against those players because they're all solid players. But Seattle's had a real solid defense and Hunt hasn't been playing phenomenally. He's been serviceable, but not wide or running back one by any means. Um, Kyle Pitts, Atlanta is never targets him or uses him properly, so he has one or two big games a season and then just underperforms. And I think that continues this week. And I think Devontae Adams continues to be underutilized and underperforms compared to Jacoby Myers. Oh, I didn't even notice he has Quentin Johnson playing. I don't think he's really been used all that. He hasn't really been used all that much. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with the tame stains here. I just think looking at the team and some of these matchups, I think he's got better, more, much more favorable matchups. Can and yeah, I mean, like we said, like you guys said earlier, I think looking at it really and some of these players, I think Snowbone has kind of lucked out on some of his matchups week to week on who he's played. Because I mean, his team looks got some solid pieces, but just doesn't look all that great through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be a really close one. It's pretty tough to pick, but I'm going to lean towards OG getting it done. I think Goss going to have a pretty big bounce back game after that stinker against Baltimore. And I don't think, man, I've been saying this last two weeks, but San Francisco's not going to get embarrassed again. I don't. I think they're going to make life hell for Joe Burrow. And he'll have a low-scoring game. Um, yeah, obviously, I give you the edge in receivers, Quentin Johnson. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's gonna be tough. The flex options: Adams, Wilson. I'm gonna give a slight edge to Adams this week. I think uh, he exposes Detroit. Um, Rushy Rice, born. That's a wash. I think Bayes will probably. Crash down to earth this week. Against the Chargers, though? Yeah. I don't think so. That defense sucks. We'll see. I think he'll have under 15 fantasy points. Could be wrong. I might take OG. Hmm. Well, much to ponder. This is probably for me the toughest matchup of the week. I'm gonna be honest. It's it's super, super close. I don't understand why Johnston's in the wide receiver spot when he could have Adams there and then play Najee Harris in the flex, you know, uh, something like that. Or Jamal Williams. Yeah. It just seems kind of a silly game plan. But um man, I I've I've been back and forth. I've scratched out both picks already. And to be honest, uh the first time I picked, I picked OG, and a big part of that was Diggs going off and looking deeper at the ADP matchups. I'm like, man, it's staying weight, obviously. There's no way it's not. And then I thought about it, and I was like, man, that staying weight fucking stinks. This OG all day is going down. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, smell that stink. Comes from a mile away. 
Yeah, um, I'm taking myself this week. Um, I don't think it'll be quite as... I think it'll be a pretty close one. I, I think uh, AB's Welfare and Victor the Conquistador will actually be a bit of a closer matchup um, this week. But I do think this one will be fairly close. But I am going to take myself... Uh, I think Burrow and, and Goff probably kind of end up watching. I don't think Burrow necessarily... Has a great day against San Francisco. I think he has an okay fantasy day. And I think Jared Goff probably gets about 35 fantasy points. So I think it'll be fairly comparable there. Um, running back, I like my advantage there. Even though Ken Walker is going against Cleveland, that does worry me. But Kareem, Kareem Hunt's his running back right now. Uh, questionable. Probably going to be limited. Uh, him and Pierre Strong doing, yeah, I just I don't see it being that great. The Seattle uh, defense, like I said, has been better. Uh, Williams, Javante Williams. I, I not uh, not with Brees Hall. I'll take I'll take my running backs. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, Dig so far, knock on wood, has not been going off. So as long as that stays going that way, I really like my chances to really dominate and maybe separate uh, at the receiver spot. Uh, tight end, I think is gonna be really interesting because both our tight ends actually play for the same team. Oh yeah. <laughs> and both are both are fantasy relevant. So. That, that right there could be interesting. They, they On the year, relatively similar numbers altogether. Uh, Pitts' breakout games are a little higher, but Johnny's been a little more consistent. Um, he didn't play much in the first game, get, get as many targets. But uh, Flex, I'm giving him the slight edge. Uh, Adams and Wilson, Wilson, I think, actually has a pretty good week. Um, I think Brees Hall has a really good week too and sets them up in some good passing situations for and Zach Wilson just looks for Garrett Wilson that's all he throws to he just like Garrett Wilson's targets like the last few games uh or this season I guess 5 8 9 14 7 12 uh so he's he's just constantly looking for him especially in the red zone too um so I I like that uh I like Brady said Kendrick Bourne Rasheed Rice Pretty much a wash. I would maybe give the edge to Rasheed Rice because he's been a little more consistent fantasy-wise this year. Uh, Superflex, I think it's going to be about the same. Um, probably about 25 to 29 points for each of them. That's what they're each projected for is 25 and 29. I think it'll be about similar. Uh, IDP, I, I like my chances there by a lot. I think that, that it's another spot where I can maybe separate and build on the lead. Um... Honestly, if the Saints defense can just keep Gardner Minshew in check, uh, I like my odds. I'm just saying that Ravens, the Ravens defense uh, is worrying me a little bit okay. there. What's that? So the Ravens defense against Arizona would worry me. Yeah, that does, wor- that does worry me too. That but is one outside thing. Outside of that, I think I agree. With, I think you have the edge in IDP. I think Quentin Williams will have a big game against New York. Um, I mean, TJ Watt's TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Jones will have a pretty big game. I think D-line will be pretty close, but I think DB is where you'll kind of separate. DB and linebacker. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the staying wave rides on. Um, yeah. I mean, Stefan Diggs got his five catches and seven targets, just I guess has not done a lot with them. Does he have a fumble over here? Is that why his points are down? He's only got 47 yards. Three first, first downs. downs, 47 yards, six receptions. He just 
really hasn't done much with mm -hmm. his receptions. I guess not. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of fantasy relevance, he hasn't done much with them. He's got three first downs, but... Well, he just he just went with the, the sixth catch. So, maybe I should stop talking. Maybe we get a touchdown this draft. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they'll give it to Gabe Davis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add about fantasy or HDP or anything of the such? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we've covered it. Maybe everything. I'm gonna... I don't think a trade for Christian McCaffrey is gonna go through. Think he keeps him? I think he keeps him. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm kind of leaning towards that a bit yeah. myself, because I'm thinking if he was gonna trade him, he would have taken an offer yeah. at this point. Zach offered him the keys to the castle, and I gave him <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, your offer was very uh, respectable, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gave him a QB1 and a solid RB2 plus a first-round yeah, pick. Kind I of think it was him, yeah. From a team that right now is, you know, about 500, and, I mean, with his top pick, a 500 first-round pick could be could be decent, too. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I offered the uh, Kirk Cousins fifth in fantasy for QBs. Uh, James Cook starting caliber running back yeah. will be his number two on his team next to Saquon, and yeah. then JSN, who's got tons of potential mm -hmm. and has yeah. looked good. Maybe just had his breakout week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, he's got it's sixteen hours till the trade or something like that expires, and if it doesn't go through, it doesn't go through, and I'm gonna start looking at a uh, making other moves and trying to do other things. Yeah, I think tomorrow. Or when my trade expires, I'll give a, I'll shoot one more trade over that way. I haven't quite decided what I'm gonna throw in it yet. My Good luck. Yeah, I mean, I say it's I just I don't want to give up too much and you know screw myself this year and then and in the future. Mm -hmm. Because Christian McCaffrey under starts underperforming, or I give away, you know, give away a or guy. Gets hurt again. Yeah, gets hurt again, or I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll give you Calvin Ridley, and then he starts actually performing like a wide receiver one, and now I don't have a wide receiver one. So it's kind of one of those things I mean, where you, know, you already don't have a wide receiver one. I already don't have a wide receiver one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, so I can't really. <laughs> you may as well. That's a good chance you can take. It's one of those things. It's it's tough to make a trade like that for a player who is has the potential to be such a high caliber player because you want to give up, you know, you want to give up enough to in, ensure that you get him and not somebody else in the league, but you don't want to give up too much and set yourself up for failure in the future, especially in a dynasty league. You know, if you get you give away all your picks. Yeah, it's a two-round rookie draft, but... Which, those two, which could be expanding, too. Which could possibly be expanding, but, I mean, I if you think sure. about it, those first two rounds, just think about some of the rookies who are in who are mm -hmm. in there, you know? Yeah. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah. um, Malik Nabbers. Rome that, from Washington. Yeah. I don't know who any of these people are. You should start, too. I, I know Caleb Williams... Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Shadur Sanders. Those, those Shadur's are the three. not coming in this year. Yeah, I know, I know that. But those are the three college players I know. Um, I think 
Michigan's quarterback is coming in. JJ McCarthy. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I like him a lot too. I think he's. I think he's going to be a really good. Depending on who he goes to. I low key think I. I think Vikings are going to target him. Yeah, I think depending on who he goes to, he has the potential to be really good really early in the um, league. Number one QBR in college, accurate at all three levels, strong arm. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a like. high. He's got a high football IQ. A lot of leadership qualities. He like the only knock I would say on him is he's like a little. Uh, yeah, he's six three, but like weight wise, he's only like two hundred pounds. Yeah, a little so you, small. You kind of wanted to pack on a little bit of weight, but that's not really a big concern. No, and I mean, and when you think about it, he's already got a real strong arm. If he yeah. packs on 10, 15 pounds of muscle, yeah, how much? You know, stronger and more accurate is he going to be then? Right, right. I think there's a few people who, a few players like him, depending on where they go to. Quinn Ewers is intriguing, my God, but like he's just inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Penix. Michael Penix, ah, he scares the shit out of me, dude. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I can trust him. His lower body mechanics are just weird, dude. Mm -hmm. I think Michael Penix is a guy who the best thing for him would be going to a team who's got a quarterback Mm -hmm. under contract for a year or two. And also he's 24. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so go to a team like the Saints or the the Raiders or the Seahawks, somebody who has a decent, established starting quarterback. Should be really good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a rocket arm. He's a lefty. He's compared to Tua, but I don't know. I don't know if I would take that risk. I don't know if I would either. I think there are three quarterbacks I'm really like high on are obviously Williams, May, and then McCarthy. Yeah, I I agree. Ewers is like ah uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> he's obviously got a bunch of arm talent, but I don't know. Now that you say that out loud, I kind of see Penix going to the Seahawks. Yeah, I can totally see that. That'd be a good fit. Washington, you know, Seattle. That's mm-hmm. that would, that's perfect actually for him. Perfect. And I could talk college prospects all fucking night. I love that shit. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Love mocking. That's a blast, especially when no football's going on. You just kind of yeah, study. Yeah, one of my favorite things yeah. to do is look at oh, mock drafts. Oh, look at any mock drafts I can find online. Mm-hmm. I like, just look at it. And you can also do uh, your own mock on PFF. Really? Yeah, and it's like, like you could trade, and like you obviously force traders see what if they would accept that trade. Mm-hmm. Like say if you're drafting twelve and want to trade up to three, you draft a quarterback. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. else to touch on for fantasy well in that case make sure you subscribe and share with your friends follow us all on twitter uh i guess not me because i am once again permanently banned for uh what did i say this time um how long how long are you banned though oh no this account's gone oh for yeah it's it's not coming back oh they didn't even give me the warning they said no you you crossed the line you're (laughs) done you're done you're gone Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what I said, but it involves law enforcement. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I am once again banned off the X. This is like fourth or fifth account I've gone through now. Um, None of them will ever top that first one. Leap and Lane Ghost Death, R.I.P. A321, A3-21. Anyway, subscribe, share. Uh, See you guys.
Alright, see ya. Later.